Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. Um, somebody asked me why I start each one of these with all you lovely traumatized humans. And probably because, yeah, you're all kind of fucked up because everyone's a little fucked up. How about that? How about that, Cheryl? Um, today we're talking about group therapy. Group therapy. Group therapy did not work very well for me. I kind of hated it. I actually really hated it. It wasn't like a typical group therapy session, though. It was more, um, maybe I should rephrase this. It wasn't no, it's group therapy. It was like an uh, it was like an AA meeting, but like an EDA meeting. EDA is Eating Disorders Anonymous. There are meetings for just about anything, any kind of fucked up you are. You could find um, an anonymous meeting for that. So that's kind of cool. Just Google it. Um, but anyway, I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, this happened a couple years ago. I was sitting on a brown folding chair at a wide square table in a dingy one-story building that a local eating disorder anonymous group rented out once a week for their meetings. I'd gone through outpatient, seen two different therapists, read books about recovery, made many small steps forward, and just a few less steps back. Many of my early therapy sessions kind of run together in my brain. The crying, the waffling, the not wanting to change but wanting to get better, me like pushing my therapist away, me like wanting to confide but not feeling safe, writing notes to people that I never sent, my parents, my grandparents, my coaches, my teammates, my boyfriend, digging out my past to try to find the root cause of my behaviors, learning about intuitive eating, learning to believe that I am enough. But the EDA meetings I went to were few and far between. I didn't much like group therapy. Um, and I also longed for community though. So I thought maybe yeah, I'd find it there. I was gainfully employed by this time, and when the meeting leader passed a basket around at the beginning of the meeting, I watched people plop change into it, a few $1 bills. When the basket came to me, the only bill I could dig up was a five, so I dropped it in. The collection basket helped pay for the meeting space, helped us all be able to gather each week, sit in a circle, and kind of share our unique pains. When I dropped the five in, though, a girl next to me raised her eyebrows and was like, sheesh, someone came with cash today. Like, kind of like in a diminutive way. And I was like, oh, embarrassed. I felt my face flush, even though I had nothing to be embarrassed about. Who thinks $5 is a lot of money? The meeting proceeded as usual. We all said the EDA prayer. Each of us took turns talking about the topic of the week, which was making reparations. I didn't have much to say because I hadn't made reparations. I barely talked about my eating disorder to anyone at all, mostly because it made people feel uncomfortable and I hated making people feel uncomfortable and it was hard for me to talk about and da da da. I found it interesting, though, that these people apologized to their loved ones. Um, for their own kind of pain. It wasn't their fault that they had fallen into the deep end of disordered eating. I wondered if apologizing was self-indulgent, a way to show that the mental illness was really bad. See how bad I was, these people seemed to be saying? I was mean to my mom. I hid things from my family. I snapped at my boyfriend. I lost touch with friends. Like, how, look how bad I was. It was as if we were all competing to see who was the most fucked up. And I remember thinking, I don't belong here. These people really need help. <laughs> Um, I was like, oh, I'm not as fucked up as them, but of course I also needed help, which is why I was there. I just didn't find much help in these meetings. I felt triggered by the stories of other EDA members. Um, simultaneously felt like I wasn't sick enough. Uh, I was like, well, these people have it way worse than me. I don't belong here. People with eating disorders can be competitive. I saw it in my outpatient program and I saw it again in these meetings. We all want to have the most sensational story, the most intense rock bottom, the most severe fall from grace. We want to be the best at being at our worst, and that can seem sick if you don't understand it. I spent a lot of my life telling myself that my eating disorder wasn't real because it wasn't bad enough. People are still denied treatment because they are not deemed sick enough by their healthcare providers. Our health health our healthcare system um, is obviously broken. I mean, we all know this. We all go to the doctor and have to pay like an outrageous copay or we've all known somebody who seems, you know, inordinately kind of um, handicapped by medical bills. 
But um, I think the most obvious way in which our healthcare system is broken is when it comes to mental health. I internalized messages my whole life that led me to believe that our brains can override our bodies. Mind over matter, right? Pain is just weakness leaving the body. And to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. My mind was strong in that I could starve myself, but weak in that I couldn't stop. I needed an illusion of control in order to function. And that is a dynamic many of us are caught in. I could have sought help earlier before my body weight dipped too low or my hair started thinning or my liver started shutting down, but I probably would have been turned away because, um, I didn't look like I had a problem. After the meeting, the girl who leered at my $5 bill approached me. She's like, this is your first meeting? And I was like, no, I used to go to meetings in Chicago. And she didn't really seem to care. She was just like, oh, well, you know, I go to this other support group. It's for, uh, it's called a narcs uh, abuse support group. And I was like, mm, what does that mean? Like narcissist, nar narcotics, narcotics? Do you do narcotics? <laughs> she was like, no, no, it's for narcissists. So the, ch the children of narcissists have their own support group. She said her mom was like really bad, fucked her up, whatever. She's always fishing for compliments. I was cutting her down. But um, she said that that support group gets deep. It's like way better, she said. And I was um, kind of like, okay, cool, you know. <laughs> and then she's like, let me know if you want to go sometime. And I started, I was like, okay, sure. And then I started going to my car and she was following me. Thanks again, I said. And I was like, get out into my car and I closed the door behind me. And um, she knocked on my window, so I rolled it down just a little bit, and her eyes were, like, manic a little bit. And I noticed dozens of scars lining her forearms. Maybe she was on something, I thought, or lots of things. Eating disorders are addictions, and it isn't uncommon for people to suffer from multiple ailments like depression, anxiety, alcoholism, or drug abuse in addition to their eating disorder. I was suddenly very aware that the world can be ugly and cruel, twisted and unsafe. I came to this meeting for community and safety, but what I found was a group of people competitive in their depression and a woman who offered me a glimpse into severe mental unrest. I was slightly shaken, and I felt sick to my stomach. I didn't feel better after interacting with the people who came to this group. I felt considerably worse. I didn't go back to that meeting or any other EDA meeting ever again. I feel compelled to note that not everyone feels triggered by group therapy or group meetings like this. But it's not uncommon for a group therapy to kind of have the opposite of its intended effect, especially especially for something like an eating disorder where people – like, it's an addiction, and we all get competitive with each other, and um, – I chose instead to focus on my own therapy with just me and my therapist, um, meeting with my dietitian, and surrounding myself with ordinary people who were happy and uplifting. As the saying goes, you are the company you keep, and I didn't want to identify so closely with my eating disorder anymore. I didn't want to be the woman who goes to EDA meetings for the rest of forever, you know. So anyway, if you or someone you love is struggling with an eating disorder, you can contact the NIDA helpline at 800-931-2237. That's 800-931-2237. You can find an EDA meeting near you online or um, there's millions of resources for free, free therapy or low-cost therapy or therapists who will work with you um, if you really need help. I think that's all, guys. Um, thanks for listening and have a great day.